Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a coworker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome. I hope you've listened to the program before. If you haven't, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you have, thank you for returning. I hope that you're finding value and I'll do my best to continue to provide that value. Today I'm going to go back a little bit and talk about passive-aggressive relationships because so many people ask me, is passive-aggressive behavior abusive? What is it? Does it mean the person's a hijackal? What does it mean? Well, let me say this. All passive-aggressive people are not hijackals, but all hijackals are passive-aggressive. Clear? So if the person has all the patterns, traits, and cycles that I have in that free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal, the one that you can get at hijackals.com, If they have all of those, and maybe you've listened to other programs, so you know they have some others, they will be passive-aggressive. But passive-aggressive behavior, standing on its own, is a whole different matter. So I wanted to clear that up a little bit for you today and talk about when is passive-aggressive behavior abusive, emotionally abusive, Now, it always feels emotionally abusive, but I want to just talk about where is it that it kind of turns into abuse. So when you're with a passive-aggressive person, their behavior leaves you shaking your head in disbelief. It's like a nightmare where you try to run away and all you ever find are dead ends or no escapes or you're in a cul-de-sac or whatever. So you may even be dealing with a hijackal, as I mentioned Because passive-aggressive behavior, well, it's crazy-making. It's infuriating. I mean, that's why I wrote the book, Stop, That's Crazy-Making, How to Quit Playing the Passive-Aggressive Game. And it requires help. It really does, some relationship help. Because passive-aggressive behavior is covert, stealthy even. Just under the radar. You don't quite get what's going on, but you feel it. And you're not really sure when or if you were even hit or when you might be hit again. So it causes you to question your words and your actions and your motives. It's as if something were always your fault. And yet it wasn't your fault, but you're being told it's your fault and you feel like it's your fault. So when that happens, you really have to look to see if you're dealing with passive aggressive abuse. Trying to actually confront passive-aggressive behavior is also often crazy-making because passive-aggressive behavior, it's based in deep-seated anger and resentment. Does that make sense to you? 
really deep-seated anger and resentment, the person may not even be able to express it, may not have words for it, may not even understand that where it's coming from. And because that person is often unaware of what he or she is doing, when you confront them, they refuse to acknowledge the behavior. Oh, no, I didn't do that. Or I didn't, you know, it's, it's you. It, you're making it all up or you're too sensitive, or I never said that. So the passive aggressive person can be quite upset that you would even think they were a problem or that they were contributing to a problem because they're just in the dark. They don't know, they don't realize what they're doing because this deep resentment, this deep anger that they have from somewhere is expressing itself as passive aggressive behavior. So are you not sure? Maybe let me be clear what passive aggressive behavior looks like. And I do have a free online checklist on my website at for, F-O-R, relationship help, H-E-L-P dot com. Just click on, on the free checklists and you can take it to find out if the person you have in mind is passive aggressive. And then you'll be knowing exactly what you're dealing with. So passive aggressive people, yeah, it can drive other folks around the bend. That might be you. And these people lack the insight into their own behavior that that would allow them to see what they're doing. So therefore, they kind of think other people simply don't understand them. They continuously misunderstand them or they want more from them than is reasonable. So we need to learn to recognize passive aggressive people in a relationship. So what really is passive aggression? Well, I thought I'd look it up and bring you the exact definition from the DSM-4, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Um, and here's the, here's the words. It is passive aggression. It is a pervasive pattern of negativistic attitudes and passive resistance to demands for adequate performance. Got that? A pattern of negativistic attitudes, they're always on the downside, and passive resistance to demands for adequate performance. So it often begins in early childhood and presents in a variety of contexts as indicated, so says the DSM-4, by having four or more of the following characteristics. They passively resist fulfilling routine social and occupational tasks. You doing this checklist in your head? They passively resist fulfilling routine social and occupational tasks. They complain of being misunderstood and unappreciated by others. They're often sullen and argumentative. They unreasonably criticize and scorn authority. They express envy and resentment towards those who are apparently more fortunate. They voice exaggerated and persistent complaints of personal misfortune. And they alternate between hostile defiance and contrition. Now, these are the criteria for passive-aggressive behavior. And as it says, if they have four or more of those things, they fall into the category of passive-aggressive. So you may have to listen to this episode again just to capture those. I'll put the criteria in the show notes, though, so you can go back and find them. 
And then there's a second part. There's a second set of criteria. And that is that their behavior does not occur exclusively during major depressive episodes and is not better accounted for by being generally depressed in a mood disorder. So it's actually is a personality disorder that used to be documented uh, in the DSM and it is psychological research. So you might recognize it when you're affected by someone's passive aggressive behavior by the feeling of insecurity it creates in you. You know, did I? Did I ask too much? Did I check? Did they actually promise to do it and didn't do it? Am I wrong? You're asking yourself those kind of questions. Or you're kind of blown away by the person's seemingly intentional inefficiency. I mean, this is an otherwise normal kind of person that I'm dealing with. And then we have these moments when they just seem to be absolutely inefficient and they're doing it on purpose. They're late, they're forgetful or punishing. And those are all covert ways of trying to assert control over you or the situation. So passive aggressive people, they're fearful of competition. They're fearful of being dependent. And yes, they're even fearful of intimacy. So you might recognize that. I call it the push me, pull me syndrome, kind of come closer, go away. You know, you, you, they seem to want to be with you, but then they do these things that push you away. And so passive aggressive behavior, as I said earlier, is actually based on anger and resentment. And it is crazy making. So a passive-aggressive person, oh, you know this one if you're with it, they can make chaos out of thin air. And they're secretly delighted in their ability to do so. That's where you sometimes get that smirk. I call it the hijackal smirk, but passive-aggressive people sometimes have it because they're secretly delighted that they've been able to make chaos out of thin air and upset you because it feels like control to them, and that's what they long for. They don't know how to do control, but they do it in this passive-aggressive way. And because they can't approach situations or feelings or relationships or communication directly, they do it indirectly. And that causes the chaos. I've been with so many passive-aggressive people. Have you? Are you beginning to see exactly what that feeling is? I hope I'm helping you pinpoint it. Give it a name. Ah, oh, yeah, it's when they kind of turn the tables on you. And yes, they do it at work as well as home. They make endless, seemingly rational, that's the crazy-making part, excuses and that's the truth. They make excuses for why they cannot or they did not do things that were expected of them at home or at work. And because they have difficulty playing nicely with others, they tend to drag their feet when they're on any project, again, at work or home. They'll maybe not feel well unexpectedly, so they don't want to feel included. Maybe they want long to be included, but they don't know how to be, so then they drag their feet. And then they'll complain that they didn't have the information given to them, or they don't know what's expected of them, or they go into the poor me's like, oh, you didn't tell me exactly what you want, so it's your fault. 
Passive-aggressive people have a reason for everything. They believe the reasons will actively work to disparage anybody who will not accept their reasons. Now, that's circular, right? That's crazy-making. So not only are they obstructive, they're getting in the way of progress, getting in the way of the relationship, they're also experts at procrastination. And, of course, they always have a reason. And they love to play the victim. So passive-aggressive people will go to great lengths to avoid recognizing their own weaknesses. But they love to blame other people for their own failures. Got that? They go to great lengths to avoid recognizing their own weaknesses. But they love to blame others for their failures. This is the hallmark of the passive-aggressive personality. So again, you can see why I wrote a whole book called Stop That's Crazy Making, How to Quit Playing the Passive-Aggressive Game. And you can get it on Amazon. It is crazy making. But once you understand it, you can keep your sanity. And you want to, right? You want to keep your sanity. So understand passive-aggressive behavior. And then once you learn how to respond to it and recover from it, and that's all in the book, you will feel more confident and competent when it arises. You will be clearer about what to say and what to do. What's my part of the problem? What's their part of the problem? How do I react? How do I respond? What is the way to help this to stop being an issue in my relationship. So these are all very important things. You don't want to be in any more crazy making than the world provides on a daily basis, do you? So I wanted to help you with that today. And you can certainly get the help from the book. You can go to my YouTube videos and see all the ones on passive aggression there. My YouTube channel is called For Relationship Help. Not hard to remember, same as my website, for relationship help. And if you need help from me directly, you can get it in two ways. One, you can work with me privately. Just go to forrelationshiphelp.com slash join. Or you can join my Optimized Circles, my membership site, where I have discussion groups and forums, just like on Facebook, but much safer to be in. And I answer the questions in there myself. And that only starts at $5 a month. So there you go. You can be close to getting answers from me. Ask your questions. Have a support group. Have lots of people there. Because sometimes you can feel quite isolated when you're with a passive-aggressive person. And even more isolated when you're with a hijackal. I'm so glad you're here. I really am. I know I say that in every episode, but I really am because it means that you're ready to get the information you need to make good decisions about your relationship. And I look forward to you coming along, bringing your friends, tell folks that you're getting value here and invite them to do the same. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk, so learn more at 
forrelationshiphelp.com, forrelationshiphelp.com, or visit me on YouTube at For Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show.